Welcome to another episode of Now About That with James and Sarah. On this week's episode, we will be discussing a topic that has been covered on a lot of news channels over the past few years, controversial legislation. We wanted to discuss three different topics this episode, Florida's Don't Say Gay or Parental Rights and Education Bill, and the anti-trans and anti-abortion laws passed throughout the U.S. However, we will be shifting our discussion this week to the news that came out about the potential overturning of Roe v. Wade. As a quick note, neither Sarah nor myself hold law degrees or have studied law. And all the information we will be discussing is purely opinion. Anyone listening to this should not take anything said throughout this episode as legal advice, as it is intended for discussion or entertainment purposes only. As many news outlets will mention, the justices have drafted position have the, of the drafted position leak over the past week, have mentioned that this is not the final decision and they still need to vote on it. John Roberts, a current sitting Supreme Court justice appointed by George W. Bush, has also stated that there will be a formal investigation into the breach. So, welcome to the podcast. Sarah, what are your thoughts so far? What are your initial thoughts on the drafted opinion so my initial thoughts are fuck these guys <laughs> that's, that's literally my first initial thought um my second thought was how how long are we gonna keep fighting over this like i was listening to a couple of different um people today, Stephen Colbert and Seth Graham. Is that his, I'm, I don't remember if that's his name. Um, but anyway, they were talking about how in recent polls, about 84% of Americans believe that abortion should be legal. Yeah, just, I think I, I've read something or I saw a few things, reports that said, um, over is it 69% of Americans are in support of Roe v. Wade. Yeah. There's like a significant number of people <laughs> who are in favor of safe legal abortions. So why are we still fighting over this? It seems ridiculous to me. Yeah. I think so. I did get a chance to read through, I didn't read through the entire, uh, was it 98 pages of the document? It was leaked. I did read through about 40 pages of it and made some some notes, um, took some annotations about some items that I wanted to talk about. Um, one of the biggest thing I'm reading or I read in the opinion is it doesn't seem a lot of the information really seems to say it was initially incorrect that the court made the decision and this this isn't to really change, uh, but it's to get rid of and make it to where it's the lawmakers that create the laws that govern um, abortion and the right to have an abortion. Um, There are two two actual cases that are um, identified. So it's Roe v. Wade, obviously, and then it's also Casey, Um, which I hadn't heard much about until I read through this. Um, And a lot of the argument is that Roe v. Wade was too vague, vague, depending on who you are. Um, And Casey kind of reinforced the fact that a lot of the information included in Roe v. Wade was too vague. Um, There was something in there on, it's like the later pages where they're talking about um, there's a lot of information that said uh, some, let me go back to my notes because I actually wrote kind of word for word what it said. Um, the opinion argues that this was a reach and um, the instances where women were having children that were born prematurely that could be treated in a hospital that has training and the ability to care for and treat the premature baby versus a woman in a more rural area with a hospital that is not equipped to care for a premature baby. 
depends on the viability of the baby when it is prematurely born. So if it's born in a more rural setting, the actual viability time period is less. So say anything, it, it anything under 24 weeks, um, the baby would not be viable when it is born. Right. Uh, but if they're that that same mother had that baby in a more um, urban area where there are hospitals that are able to actually care for and treat a premature baby, the likelihood of that baby surviving outside of the womb is higher. Um, and the so the argument basically said there's that was based on no facts or no no real support, no evidence supporting that uh, claim. And the and the court made the decision based on that, par- in, par- in part on that. Um, so what do you think about that? I, first of all, um, any medical professional can tell you like the viability, like, you know, an actual doctor can can give you that information. So it seems to me like that shouldn't have been, you know, decided upon saying, oh, well, they didn't have enough evidence. Well, you know, they obviously had enough information to make that decision in the first place. The other thing is though, is that it doesn't matter. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if the fetus is viable or not when you're forcing someone to like carry said fetus against their will, which by the way is a human rights violation. So, yeah. So I think, and I'm going to, so I made a little note that I wanted to make sure I said, um, uh, I will say that I, being a, a cis male, um, and have no, absolutely no intention of ever having children or caring for a child. Um, my opinion, honestly, isn't the one that matters. And I have absolutely no say in this matter. Um, but that it being, matters to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that the voices that I think should actually be heard and that should matter are the ones that the people that would potentially be carrying the fetus and whomever their support system would include. Whether that support system be their partner, um, church, or family, uh, the decision to carry a child to term should be left up to the individual and their support system, no one else. Um, Based on the information in the opinion, I think a lot of the information they're including is outdated. Um, The largest kind of push for not push, but the, the largest argument in the opinion is that um, there's lack of historical precedence prior to Roe v. Wade. Um, and there's references to the fact that medicine has changed and that there are laws requiring medical insurance to pay for all pregnancy-related expenses. However, not everyone has access to those medical that medical insurance. So to me, reading that portion of the opinion, it seems like, okay, so you're saying there's laws that require medical insurance to pay for it. However, there are no laws requiring people to have said medical insurance, and there isn't a standard medical insurance for people to use. Right. So you can't really use that. To me, it doesn't seem like that's a good argument for saying, you know what, we're just going to get rid of this because people have another option. There are laws that are saying medical insurance has to pay for it. This law doesn't really matter in that instance. So one of the arguments that people can't afford it is now null and void because there's the law that says that they can, that health insurance has to pay for all prenatal and pregnancy related care. Right. But the problem with that is, is that children are expensive. Even if you take away the medical aspects of being pregnant, 
um, how are you feeding this child? Right. How are you diapering this child? How are you like doing all these different things? Your child also has to go to the doctor. Right. So, you know, like, sorry, so I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to step in, but that does kind of pull in the other argument that they're enforcing that there are um, safe haven laws that allow the the mother of the child to drop the child off and have no ramification of that which i totally i see you shaking your head rolling your eyes i totally agree like i said this isn't i don't think this is a decision that the law the courts should be allowed to make i think um their biggest one of the other big arguments is this judgment shouldn't have come from the court it should have been something that is put to a vote and that the lawmakers should make a laws around it that being said my personal experience or not my personal experience my personal opinion is when you say that you're saying lawmakers so the people that are the state representatives should draft an opinion or draft a law and then it should be put to the senate the state senate or the state house and that's how that works i don't agree with that if it's going to be something that we're saying people should be allowed to uh, vote on, it's something that needs to be put on a ballot saying, here's the law that is being uh, presented. Do you agree with this law or not? Right. I think going back just a little bit, though, the, the other thing that really bothers me about that is when it's saying there's no precedence. So technically speaking, there's no historical precedence for any of our laws. Yeah. Like there was no historical precedence to remove slavery, you know, as an institution. There was no, you know, historical precedence to do away with Jim Crow laws. There was no historical precedence to enact, you know, the ability for anybody to marry whomever they want. Like there was no historical precedence for these laws, these amendments. And you can't just say, well, we've never done it before, so we shouldn't do it now. That makes no sense. How are we supposed to grow as a country if we're unwilling to push things and move forward? Right, yeah. Um, I'm trying to find where it said it here. I... There was other terminology that I'm trying to find that it was like it was no there's no precedent that from the early 20th century until the day Roe was handed down every single state had such a law on its books um, that would criminalize abortion usually at all stages of pregnancy yes um, Roe v. Wade didn't create abortions it just created safer abortions like there have been historically speaking there have been abortions since the very beginning <laughs> like you can even find abortions in the bible like god sanctioned abortions fyi so like you know there are <laughs> there's actually so much historical precedence as far as there have at every stage of our history, there has been a person with a uterus trying to terminate a pregnancy that they did not want or one that would kill them. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, so I found the kind of statement that I actually was looking for specifically. Um, it says the inescapable, inescapable conclusion is that the right to abortion is not deeply rooted in the nation's history and traditions. <laughs> on the contrary, an unbroken tradition of prohibiting abortion on pain of criminal punishment persisted from the earliest days of the common law until 1973. The court in Roe could have said of abortion exactly what Luxburg said of assisted suicide. Attitudes toward abortion have changed since Bracton, but our laws have con consistently condemned the 
and continue to prohibit that practice. It just, I just, I, again, very much like last week when we referenced, you know, don't say gay bill and whatnot is like, what does it matter? It's not, it's not your body. And then like, I know everybody's going to be like, well, they have, you know, a fetus has a different set of DNA, blah, 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 so on and so forth. But the thing is, is that why are we still fighting about this? Like, what does it matter? It's not your body. It's not your life. You're not the one who's going to be coming in and taking care of said child, you know, or children that get left behind because their mom dies during childbirth. And also, can we just talk about for just a second how the United States has one of the largest mortality rates for pregnant people of any developed country? Like, especially people of color. Like, I just, we're so focused on the wrong things. I, yeah, I think that that's the biggest thing is the only reason that this keeps coming up is because there are states that try to enact new abortion laws further restricting beyond what Roe v. Wade has already kind of said, here's the law. Right. And that's that's the issue that they're saying. The These states that are bringing up or keep trying to pass or do pass laws that restrict the right to abortion or when someone can have an abortion or portions of an abortion, um, then they are getting sued by people saying that hey this this law is going in like the direct opposite direction or it's contradicting roe v wade which is a precedent that's been set um i think i mean the other thing that really kind of frustrates me and i think a lot of people are frustrated about when you think about it there are three sitting judges that shouldn't actually be sitting judges because they were appointed one was appointed after someone had held up allowing a sitting president to actually appoint an open seat mm -hmm. for what was it like nine months almost over a year yeah there was it was, a, it a was long open. enough and it was and that didn't have a historical precedent either fyi yeah um i'm gonna go back to my the document and kind of look at some of the so when i was reading through it and i I was reading through it, but I was also watching some videos about people saying, well, here are some different options to say replace abortion. Um, and one of the things was vasectomies for men. So if you don't want to pay for an abortion, but you still want to engage in sexual acts, get a vasectomy so you can't have the potential for rearing a child. Um, I know that's, I mean, that's probably never going to happen because there are a majority of men in power that make the laws and we're not going to govern or make laws that tell men that they have to get a vasectomy, even though the process for reversing a vasectomy is less of a risk than an abortion. Yeah. I think the only thing there that someone would argue is getting a vasectomy. Um, the person, the male has to agree to it. Otherwise it's forced kind of forced castration, which is against the, the law. Yeah. Um, Though I would like to point out, it's not technically castration because they're yeah. still able to get an erection. Castration prevents any kind of erectile function at all. I did not know that. So look at me learning stuff too. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I'm like, I don't understand is if it's truly about the fetus, then make the state pay for the removal and the incubation of the fetus. If you're saying that that fetus should be able to live, then make the state pay for a way for it to live outside of that person's body. Mm -hmm. Because if 
if the argument is, well, it's another, it's a human life. It's not a human life in that person's, it's not that person's life. If your argument is, well, we have to have this person stay alive or we have to keep this person, keep it in this person, keep this baby in this person because otherwise it won't stay alive. Then come up with something that can keep the baby alive to where the woman doesn't have to go through the nine months of carrying a child. The health effects that come along with carrying a child to term. Health defects, health issues, health issues that come along with carrying a child to term. Yeah. It's just... Uh, <laughs> like there's a lot that I want to say. Most of it involves cursing a lot. Um, because we can, we can mark this as explicit and <laughs> well, we probably should since I already started <laughs> off by saying fuck. I, I automatically do it anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like here's here's the thing is that okay. So this is not how do I want to phrase this? So this is not the first time that Roe v. Wade has been challenged. I'm sure that if it stays intact, that this won't be the last time that it gets challenged. But I wanted to go back to what you were saying about how different states um, do different things. So um, Texas, for example, because that's where I am, um, you have to have you can have an abortion, but you have to have that abortion before six weeks. So most pregnant people don't even realize that they're pregnant until after that six week mark. So, so, so I'll say that law is one of the reasons that this, it's being challenged again, or one of the reasons they're citing that they feel like the Roe v. Wade should be overturned because there are so many people that are, there are so many, it's being, not so many, there's, it's being, laws are being enacted that kind of contradict what Roe v. Wade is saying. And I, my, the issue there is, okay, so you're not, you're not holding the people that are making these laws accountable for creating laws that are going against already set precedents right you're saying oh well the precedents must be wrong then yeah like no that's like saying if you're standing on a bridge this is the dumbest little adage i've ever heard if you're standing on a bridge and five of your friends jump off the bridge does that mean it's okay for you to jump off the bridge just because there are 50 of the 50 states there are 20 some states that are setting laws that contradict the roe v wade precedents doesn't mean that the precedence is wrong it means that we're not holding the people that are setting these laws accountable for creating laws that go contradict that precedence that this groundbreaking right. case set yeah i think uh no going back so <laughs> my brain quit working sorry yeah um it's eight o'clock here well it's seven seven thirty there so yes, it's i can here. understand it's seven thirty here um but the thing is this is that texas isn't the only one who who's passed these kinds of things but we're getting to the point where it's we're criminalizing miscarriages and perfect example of that is back in indiana um, Pervy Patel is currently serving an incredibly long sentence um, for having a miscarriage. Like in the end, it wasn't about the improper disposal of human remains, which is what they originally were like, oh, well, this is what this is for. No, it, she had a miscarriage and didn't go to the hospital and therefore she got arrested and she got you know, they said guilty. And it's like, where where does that end though? Because 
what they're trying to pass through is not just the criminalization of an abortion. Like, no, you can't have an abortion. They're trying to criminalize the whole body at that point. So really quick, I do want to point out um, her conviction was overturned. When? Uh, 2016. Okay. I didn't know that part. Um, So yeah, um, from... I'm just looking at an article from the Indianapolis Star uh, published on September 1st, 2016. And it says, an Indiana woman whose fetus side conviction for self-induced abortion was overturned in July walked out of prison today or Thursday, a day after the judge sentenced her to less than to less time than she had already served and ordered her immediate release. She still has that on her record, though. Like, if he ordered less time, that's still a conviction. Well, it says it was overturned. Right. But then the other part that you just read said that when the judge ordered that um, her sentence be reduced to less time than what she had served, that's that's still a conviction. That's still going to be on her record. Okay, so yeah, it looks like, um, sorry, reading more into it, it says um, Patel was convicted in 2015 of killing a her premature infant by taking abortion-inducing drugs and sentenced to 20 years in prison. She appealed, appealed her feticide and child neglect convictions, and the Indiana Court of Appeals, Appeals vacated both convictions in July, finding that the state's feticide law wasn't meant to be used to prosecute women for their own abortions. But the appeals court found that Patel should be resentenced on a lower level child neglect charge that carries a maximum three year sentence. So she did get um, sentenced or charged with child neglect. Just stupid. Ridiculous. Which I'm going to I'm going to grab this and I will include it in some of the. So everything we're looking at, we are going to have included in the description or in a a link to a Google Doc that has the items that we're looking at or that we did look at um, in in the description of this episode. Um, so we've been talking for about. 30 minutes about this is there anything else you would like to say because i have like um, i have a little bit of a conclusion that i kind of decided or i came up with not decided that sounds like it's definite um that is kind of like my conclusion after reading the bill and reading some item items yeah go ahead you can fully rebut or (laughs) discuss more afterwards and then i would like to move on to a different topic after (laughs) You know what? That's fair. That trying is to make, reasonable. Trying to make it a little bit, bring a little levity to this conversation. Um, so here's the conclusion that I wrote. Um, in conclusion, I would say that I partially understand where the argument is coming from when it says that some potential unsupported decisions were included in Roe v. Wade. However, it seems like the court is not allowing for the decision to be modified or amended and only plans to strike down the law. I will also argue that the law should be included in a vote where the citizens of the United States are allowed to vote on whether to keep the law in place, modify or amend the law, or overturn it based on the results from this national vote. If this is the main argument against the decision, then it seems like this would be the only way to put it to rest for good. Mm-hmm. I... I think that I agree with that okay (laughs) like I don't I don't understand um hold on let me let me pull up the document because I I have it I had it pulled up um okay give me a second um I'm gonna stop real quick and then we'll we'll reset and uh, start recording again okay yeah sounds good gender males 
who don't have a uterus uh, will never have a uterus and aren't the ones inevitably who are going to suffer from these laws. And there are no laws dictating what cisgender men can do with their bodies. So like, why, why is this even a question of whether or not this should be a thing? That's, that's my takeaway. Yep. And I think I would have to agree. Um, mainly, I mean, I, again, like I said earlier, it's not, I don't think this is a decision that I have to even agree on um, because I am not a person that has the ability to carry a child. Um, I do not have and never will have a or ovaries or the capacity to carry a child. Um, so I don't really have the right to make a decision whether someone can have something removed from their body that they don't want. That's like saying, and I, I know people are going to be like, you can't consider this like a, a growth or a, a cancer. It's like, that's like saying that if I had a, a cyst or um, a tumor on my skin or in my body that I wanted to have removed, someone coming and saying, well, you can't have it removed because it can move. It has, it has feelings. It's, it's something that's in your body that may not have the same DNA as you. No, it's also, and in some cases, killing people. Right. Um, before we move on to a more lighter topic, I did want to point out some information about um, a lot of people are saying, and there could be, like I said earlier in this, I only got to, let me see what page I finally stopped on. Um, the last page that I read and made notes on was page 48 of the 90 page document. So if there are more, there is more information about what I'm about to say, feel free to tell me I'm stupid. Feel free to tell me I'm wrong. I will agree <laughs> because like I said, I didn't get a chance to read the entire thing, um, but I will go finish reading it um, and come back. Um, there's information that people are showing um, that they're citing laws like or not laws, but um, cases like Oberfield versus Hodges, uh, Lawrence v. Texas, um, and uh, Westbury versus Sanders. These things that are talking about um, school districts that are um, that equal, separate but equal. Those those where they were. They had a law that made segregation okay, basically. Right. Um, this, and then it also talks about same-sex marriage, um, right to engage in consensual same-sex intimacy in one's home. Um, these laws that they're not laws; these cases that they're citing are not. They're not saying that these cases should be overturned. They're saying that. Um, they're using this as evidence showing that the court has had times in the past where they've made judgments that needed to be rectified and fixed later on. Mm -hmm. That's so, so yeah, like in the, well, no, not, sorry, not, not fixed, um, struck down. Mm. So all of these cases they're pointing out um, are saying that they're overruling other Supreme Court cases, whether they be uh, Supreme Court at the state Supreme Court or Supreme Court at the, um, what, what is the Supreme, what's the difference between state and one that's in DC? The highest Supreme Court, I guess? Yeah, they're the highest Supreme Court. So they're saying basically that they're using those as evidence that are saying there are times in the past where the Supreme Court has made judgments on cases that 
then needed to be reversed and overruled. Um, so they're using it as precedence to say, this is nothing new to overrule a case that was set forth by the Supreme Court. Um, they're not saying that because they're talking about overruling Roe v. Wade, they're also going to look at overruling like Oberville, Ober, Oberville versus Hodges. And I could be completely butchering that. Um, the right to same-sex marriage uh, or um, the segregation in schools. Um, and I just wanted to point that out. And again, if it's further in in the document, I will own up to it and say that I didn't get to read that far. Um, and I shouldn't. <laughs> I will backtrack if I need to in the future. <laughs> so, do you have anything else before we move on to a different topic? No, I I think I'm I'm ready to be done with this this okay. topic. So the other topic I wanted to talk to you about and get your opinion on is cancel culture. Okay. What is your what are your thoughts on cancer culture? Cancel culture. <laughs> um so I my thoughts are are twofold. First of all, I feel like it is perfectly reasonable for you to get quote unquote canceled for doing shitty ass stuff um and for being a shitty ass person. However, I do also know that um, people can grow and change and become better people. Um, do they often do that? No, not really. But, you know, there there is the option for that. I think the biggest thing, though, is that if cancel culture was as prevalent as people try to make it, um, a lot of these people would not still be making a lot of fucking money. Yeah. So, like, I if agree. you don't like somebody, don't don't support them. That's what I personally do. No. Is like, if I can't deal with blah 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 from blah blah blah, then I just I won't I won't deal with them. Yeah, I think so. I think for me, it kind of leads into the same argument as uh, the abortion. It's like. I can't tell you what to do if you're going to do it. If you're going to listen to this person's music, that's on you. Right. Um, or if you're going to watch this person's comedy show, enjoy their comedy, enjoy their comedy show. Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're going to support their, uh, their art, I guess, then, I mean, that's on you even after some of the things that they've done. Um, I think I agree with what you said. It's in most cases, anyone that's been quote unquote canceled, they're still making millions of dollars in most cases. Yeah, they're not actually canceled. And but then, you know, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. The thing, is, the thing that irritates me the most, I think about this whole thing is that the people who quote unquote um, com who complain quote unquote about cancel culture are the ones who should have been canceled a long ass time ago but there they are still making money and now they're making jokes and saying oh cancel culture is coming for me blah 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 I can't say this racist ass shit anymore or you know I can't say this other shitty ass quote unquote joke anymore right. like dude if you're if your jokes rely on punching down, you're doing it wrong. So like, you're not that funny to begin with. <laughs> yeah. I think um, you have to look at it in two ways. It's like, are you being canceled? Or are you being held accountable for the terrible things you're saying? Like that's, yeah. there's two different things. Yeah, they, they really are. And I think, I feel like personally, personally speaking, I feel like the majority of people who are getting canceled are getting held accountable for shit that they've done and should be held accountable for it. Like you should absolutely be held accountable for shit that you did. Like if you were a bad person, 
yes, there is, you know, the chance that you've become a better person, but you know, that doesn't mean that somebody else isn't going to hold you accountable for those actions in the past. Right. I agree. Um, and I think I agree with what you said earlier. It may, you can do terrible things or say terrible things. I won't say do terrible things. You can say terrible things. Um, but you can also learn from that mistake and grow as a person. And if you are able to show that you have grown and redeem yourself, I think two of my two, two people kind of come into mind whenever I think about it. Um, one of them is one of I, one of my favorite YouTubers that I am still sad to this day that they are not producing any anything on YouTube. Um, Jenna Marbles, she mm. was canceled for uh, I, don't, I don't even remember exactly what she was canceled for. It was something that happened like ten years before they actually came for her and canceled her. Mm -hmm. And she just, she was, she had so many mental health things going on that she just said, I'm just going to take it, take a step back. I'm not doing anything. Um, her YouTube channel is still open and I, I don't, I haven't checked, but I want to say she has removed the monetization from it. Mm. So she's no longer making money from her YouTube channel. Right. Um, which I feel like to me, like if you look at all the things that Jenna had, had done and ha is, I don't know if she's still, what she's still doing because she's not on any social media. Uh, but if you look at all the things that she had been doing while she, before she was canceled, she's changed. Like to me, she's made, she's made amends of any wrongdoing that she did. Right. Um, and she was actually proactively trying to learn from the things that she was, sh she had been doing in the past. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, that's one. The other one to me would be like Shane Dawson. Yeah, I feel like Shane Dawson still deserves to be canceled because I don't feel like he's made any real changes. I don't know. I mean, I've, I watched, I watch his videos. I follow him on social media I don't I don't think what he was canceled for is something that he does anymore and similar to Jenna Marbles he's he's able to say I know this is wrong and I'm trying to learn like yeah he'll still make mistakes like he makes jokes about suicide a lot um in saying that, I will say he claims to have suicidal thoughts. So his joking is his way of um, coping. Hope coping, yeah, coping with the suicidal thoughts that he does have. Is it a great way? Should it be something that you are documenting and uploading? No, I don't think so. Which I could kind of see why. It's showing that he isn't learning, but then again, he's also seeking help. He's getting, going through cancel, counseling. He's going through um, working on himself. I mean, he also jokes about um, his eating disorder because um, he he uses food to cope with problems. That's mm. why he gains. He's gained his, some of the weight that he lost from when he was big on youtube he's gained some of the back which i mean i don't think to me he's not i mean he yeah he's a bigger person but i wouldn't say by any means he's overweight at all mm -hmm. um but to me that's i'm like if if you're being held accountable and you're showing effort that you're trying to change then i don't think that's you should be continue to be canceled. I obviously can't speak for Jenna Marbles because I didn't 
I didn't like Jenna back in the day anyway. She she was never my fave. I, I remember you trying to get me into her and I just, not a thing <laughs> I did. Um, Cause I just, I didn't find her funny. Um, I would, I would say along the same lines for Shane is like, I found one or two of his videos funny when we were younger. And then he just started doing all this weird, creepy shit. And like, even now I feel like a lot of his stuff is very disingenuous. It's how it comes across for me. So I'm, that's why I'm kind of like, it just feels like he's doing it for show most of the time. Do I think that like he deserves to not have a career? No, but like also, it's another one of those things where I'm not going to support him though. Like, yeah, but he, he doesn't have my support. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like what we said earlier. It's you don't have to support them, but like, you don't have to keep trying to tear down their career. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like, there are people that I feel like should have their careers completely and totally demolished. Um, Roman Polanski, Harvey Weinstein, Louis CK, like, Fuck those guys. They absolutely deserve to have their careers ruined. And I, like Bill Cosby deserves to have his career ruined. I completely 110% feel that way. Um, but like the, the thing is also what it is that that person's being canceled for. Cause like the people that I just named are all like people who have sexually assaulted other people. And so I'm over here like, nah, y'all deserve to not have a career and to have your your work trashed. Um, JK Rowling deserves to have her shit trashed, personally speaking. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh. granted, like I'm I'm on the trans spectrum, so <laughs> that's my discourse. <laughs> um, okay. So moving on to something something a little more fun. Um, you are getting on a Me. plane on Tuesday. Tuesday? Wednesday. 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 I'm so and you're excited. gonna you're gonna get to come to Rhode Island, which I'm excited about. I'm very um, excited. So is there anything that you are looking forward to doing while you're in Rhode Island? Pastoring you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I definitely want to see the ocean, um, Avi, anybody who knows me knows that I'm a mermaid, so there's that. Um, I am looking forward to potentially going to Connecticut because I'm looking forward to knocking two states off of my (laughs) list of states I haven't visited. Um. Cause that'll bring me like into the single digits. I'm stoked about that. Of states you haven't um, visited? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I, there are 11 states I haven't been to. And Rhode Island and Connecticut are two of them. So that'd bring me down to nine. But yes, I've been to the majority of, of the states. I haven't, I mean, I haven't even really thought about how many states I've gone to. I mean, just, just two years ago, I was on the complete opposite side of the United States mm-hmm. in uh, Northern California, which I miss to this day. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up with a question and like a kind of a, um, what would you do? thing oh god um okay. or if you had a choice uh, we'll do an if you had a choice so okay. if you could choose one superpower what superpower would you choose and why teleportation and um honestly honestly it would be for the travel <laughs> like let me just teleport myself to Rhode Island. I don't have to take a plane. You know, I don't have to pay all this money. Save a lot of money. 
Right. Yeah. yeah, no. And like, I want to, I want to blip over to Italy for lunch. <laughs> Let me just do that. Yeah. I think if I were to choose one superpower to have, it would, and I always, I think I've always thought about this, even like when I was watching, when I was younger and wanted, when I watched Charmed, um, telekinesis or the mm. ability to move things with my mind. It's always been something that I've always wanted. Right. Um, so that's, that would be the one that I would choose. Um, just cause like if I'm sitting on the couch and I can't reach my remote or can't reach my drink, I just want to wave my hand and <laughs> get it to come to me. Yeah. Use the force. Walker. <laughs> All right, so I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up and call it a day. Um, again, like I said at the beginning of this, all the information that we've talked about throughout this uh, episode is purely opinion-based and for education, not educational, um, uh, entertainment purposes only. Um, so everything that we've said should should be taken at face value. Um, again, Sarah and I have not studied law or do not hold law degrees um and everything that we've talked about again was purely opinion based and as you can kind of tell from the conversation we're both more liberal people so if you don't don't agree with that and you've listened to this thank you for listening i appreciate you listening just because we talked about something you don't like does not mean you should rate this episode negatively don't listen to the episode move on you have the full right to not listen to it and move on um if you would like to have a conversation or would like to reach out to sarah or myself uh, we do have a gmail account that you can reach out to the gmail account is now about that pod at gmail.com um, and visit us on instagram if you would like to follow us on instagram that would be great as well um, again, like I said with the last episode, I don't expect anyone to listen to this, but if you do, amazing. Thank you very much. Um, and I hope you would stick with us and continue on because I think we're going to have fun during this little I agree. podcast. I think so too. And with that, I hope you all have a great rest of your day and we will talk to you next week. Um, I will say I'm going to start doing um, a little mini podcast by myself. Um, so there'll be two episodes up almost probably every week. One with just James and one with James and Sarah. So look forward to that, hopefully. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.